1: Hey, hey, Gator Nation, welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast. It is January 4th, and this is your boy, Hirsch, and with me is Mike. What's going on? And our man, Wes, couldn't be with us tonight. He's got some personal issues he had to take care of with his family. He'll be back with us next week. But as always, guys, we appreciate you for tuning in, and we hope you had a happy new year. Make sure you go out. Check out the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And as always, guys, make sure you check us out on YouTube. Respect our decision. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the channel. Drop the like on the video. Hit the subscribe button. I mean, hit the notification button so you get a notification anytime we drop new content. And uh, leave us a comment if you don't mind. We like reading your comments, seeing what y'all are thinking about us out there. We appreciate it. And as always, guys, if you'd like to support us as creators, check out our Patreon. Respect our decision. We appreciate y'all out there for being part of the Patreon family, and we use every dollar we make to add back to this show and try to make it better for you. And as always, guys, we want to give a big, big shout out to our key sponsor, All Star Roofing in Georgia. All Star Roofings are expert contractors and offer a wide range of roofing services, including roof repair, repair, gutter repair and installation, as well as storm damage repairs. So if any of y'all were involved in the storm in Atlanta last night and you need some roof repair, go to allstarsroofs.com, use code RESPECT100, and save yourself $500. That being said, guys, we're going to jump right into it, man. Had a busy week out there with all the All-Star game practices going on and the UAE game Yes, last night. So that we're going to start with a little recruiting news. As we know, right now, um, the boys are out there practicing in San Antonio for the Army game. And one of our last key targets of the season is out there, Caden Jones, offensive tackle. 6'8, 325 pound mass of humanity. Ranked 493rd nationally, three hundred I mean 36th offensive tackle in the country. He'll be announcing at the All-Star Game this this weekend. It's down to us and Texas A&M. He's been a long-time Gator lean, crystal balled by Steve Wiltfong to the Gators and a few others. Rumor is that after his visit at Texas A&M, it's a little tighter than once uh, assumed, but I think the good guy should still be in good position for this one, Mike. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I don't really see a reason why not, um, especially uh, – was with us not getting Samson it definitely helps up helps us out with the depth chart, and he's from Louisiana, so we have the ties there and developed that relationship with the coaching staff. So, with that all being said, I definitely see the good guys uh, getting Caden uh, Jones. I wouldn't um, wouldn't want to call him a true project, but I definitely he needs some seasoning, so at least a couple years away. Yeah, he's a he's the kind
1: of guy that. The, these offensive line coaches like to take big, big guy, long wingspan, and they, you know they like to work with them and get them into shape and and in their system. So we've seen it with this uh, this offensive line coaching group. They've obviously developed quite a few prospects at Louisiana and got them ready for the draft. Obviously, Osiris Torrance speaks for himself, although he was a you know a guard, but. One of those kind of guys you bring in, you coach him up, and hopefully in a year or two he's ready to take some reps. And
0: another thing another thing about him, he's not something, you know, that's they just, you know, like playing uh, play F or whatever. You know, he's been on the radar for months, so he just um, – pr- pr- you know, a lot. You could say, you know, staff pretty much told him to wait and you know, hold off for little, on the commit for a little bit. But um, now, if uh, we can get him on board, I'm I'll be more than happy to have him.
1: Yeah, the old the old slow play a little bit. You know, I mean, you see it all the time. You have bigger prospects on your board. You 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 keep some in your back pocket in case things go sideways, like they did with Samson and Simmons. And um, when that happens, you you have a fallback. And that's what they did with this young man. Hopefully he commits to the good guys this weekend, and we add one more to this class. Uh, moving on, somebody that absolutely is not going to be part of this class, despite whatever you <laughs> want to, <laughs> you may want to think or hope. I know some are still holding out hope. Cormani McLean, if you watched the game last night, you would have seen the um, – definitely awkward interview with Cormani on the sidelines where he announced he will be officially signing on the 15th and ended it with saying well uh yeah I mean of course it's Miami um I don't think it's Miami Mike what do you think
0: <laughs> yeah, he's not going to Miami um I don't think he ever wanted to go to Miami I think it was the money grab to pay up front but hey I mean teach his own I, I he'll be out Colorado I'll give it to them to give him this. Uh,
1: him and his mom are good businessmen and women. <laughs> Who knows how to uh, work the system? I mean, they, they fleece—they fleece some money out of Miami and us. Let's not. Yeah, let's not play like we're just laughing. You know, in this situation, we 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 gave him some money down and he ran with it. Yeah. <laughs> so the man. I mean,
0: but to be honest, it could. I mean, he's. Extremely talented individual, but he's kind of showing his true colors. And a player like that pulls this kind of these kind of antics um, over and over again. Nine times out of ten, they tr- prove to be a bust, no matter how talented they truly are, because they don't get out of their own way.
1: For those of you that didn't see the clip of a uh, Cormani getting smoked over the top by Utah commit Mikey Matthews down at the practices in Orlando, uh, Jane Rashada threw that ball, by the way. Kormani got smoked by a three star, and then came up with a shoulder injury on the, on non contact drills and, and sat out some practices.
0: Yeah, once again, it just <laughs> I don't really I don't like the, the more the more and more I found out about him after the um, when we didn't really commit to Miami that that was just full on Rick, Rick's mode.
1: Yeah, and you know it's you call it sour grapes, call it whatever you want, but I'm okay with it. And if the kid ends up being a star, then so be it. That he made it, then he did that on his own, no doubt about it. But he's going to have to overcome himself, I think, for that to happen. And more often than not, that doesn't happen. <laughs> Moving on real quick before we jump into some Under Armour week notes. And um, shame that Wes isn't here for this. Talk one one twenty two thousand twenty four recruit. Stacy Gage, running back out of Tampa this week, dropped his top eight, and the Gators are in it, as you would expect, as, along with Alabama, Colorado, Miami, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Penn State, and USC. Gage comes in as the 140th overall prospect in the composite, 12th running back overall. Really good prospect. I believe he's probably second on our board below Jarrett Gibson, and has a real possibility to end up as the lead back in this class with Chauncey Bowens. Any thoughts on that, Mike?
0: No, I mean he's a talented guy. He's from my favorite area in the country, the Tampa area, and um, you know that would um, complete our our, uh, our running back class for this cycle. So, uh, you know, if it's I'm all for it. If you know, just get him in, get him, um, get him in there. Get the class done early. Let them start recruiting itself.
1: Yeah, uh, for those who haven't seen Gage is a, he's an alpha. That kid is a leader. He is very vocal with his team. He is what you look for in in a prospect from the mental and the you know from the standpoint of being a leader and a guy that's just gonna try to hype others up around him and bring out the best in everyone around him. That's that's one of the best qualities about him. Prototypical size for running back, 5'11", 200 pounds, uh, just a beast. So we'll see what happens. Like I said, I believe uh, Gibson out of IMG is probably the higher-rated guy on the coach's board, as he should be, number one back in the country. But we'll see what happens. I mean, if if Gibson was once committed to us and decommitted, then moved from Clayton County, Georgia, down to IMG, used to live in Gainesville, so – we got a lot of ties there, but it's nice to have a fallback of that kind of nature if, if things don't work out.
0: That also is gonna come down to how much does you want if you want exactly wants to. because <laughs> um as we can see with e10, e- e- T- it's uh you don't need a Baxter type of level back million three quarters of a million dollar back in order to succeed in this system.
1: Absolutely it's- not. You need a guy that's willing to be able to take 10 to 14, 15 carries a game. Doesn't need to be the running back that wants 25 carries a game. I like the mentality of that. I mean, obviously, you want a guy that wants to be the lead dog and wants that, but keep them fresh, man. Keep them also, fresh in this day and age. But also that
0: zone scheme. Absolutely. Type it back. So. Yep. All
1: right, and let's jump into some Under Armour notes it was a busy week. The Gators, as we mentioned last week, had 10 prospects down in Orlando. And, and we're not going to get into every single one of them, but we're going we're gonna to hit on some of the high points. And, of course, if you're going to talk about the Gator commits that were there, you have to start off with, with the alpha man, Jaden Rashada, was down there, the Gators quarterback out of Pittsburgh, California. Put on quite a show during the practice portion of the, of the week down there. Uh, was a little limited in the game. But during the practice, Jaden Rashada really, really showed why he is one of the top quarterbacks in the country. He was right there with Arnold, throw for throw, every practice. Arnold, of course, committed to Oklahoma. Just, I mean, really showing it off. Very similar arm talent. Easily amongst one of the biggest, strongest arms in the country. Very smooth with his mechanics. Very snap release. Very, you know, just effort. Effortless, Mike. What you think about Rashada?
0: No, I, I like how he um, he came in and kind of did his thing. Obviously, he had a, has still has to work on a couple of things like thrown outside the pocket, but you know, it's in um, anticipation. But that's common with it, especially with new receivers at these type of types of games. But one thing, once again, was the arm talent. He's undeniable, and this the accuracy showed like a deep ball over Carmani. So um, with that being said, I definitely foresee a jump in the rankings, and I'm excited to see you know that um, we definitely have you know um, a town come uh, coming uh, to us in Gainesville. Gets some uh, and also that he's want to say he's recently said he's looking to put on like 20 25 pounds of muscle on that frame. And uh, hey, came at
1: 185 pounds.
0: Yeah, and you get him up to like 205, 210. Um. Um. I didn't see how broad his shoulders were, uh, but at the same time, the even because I know that was a problem with Emory. That's why you know he, you know, you couldn't really bulk him up too much. But like a player, um, if your shoulders are wider, like you know, AR. You can put on more weight, but even at two hundred five, two hundred ten, even more, he's got plenty. Of, you can probably get him up to like two twenty, 220, two twenty five by the time he leaves Florida easily. So. Um, I definitely think it's an obtainable goal.
1: Yeah, and let's let's keep it straight, guys. The kid looked very good, obviously, in practices. You're throwing on air a lot of the time. I mean, you have some coverages. You're not facing a blitz most of the time in these practice settings. Uh, he has all the raw coachable tools you want out of your quarterback coming from the high school ranks. But this is not a kid that's going to be a day one starter when he steps on campus. So, I know I saw a lot of people when the videos were coming out from down there. Shout out to all the guys that were sending the videos. Blake was Alderman was sending out some videos. Uh, Andrew Spivey was sending out some videos and some other guys that own three and rivals and 247. And um great throws. And I saw a lot of people immediately going, yep, there's our day one starter right there, Jaden Rashada. I can see it. Guys, he's throwing on the air. He's throwing with no blitz. Uh, that's not that's not what you're going to see in the SEC day one as a freshman. <laughs> and
0: on um, well, and unfortunately at the same time, those are the same folks that you know are the ones that press you know yeah, yeah, play all freshmen. Then um, at the same and at the same time, they're pissed we don't make a bowl game. So you can't have both ways. No. You, know, you can't talk out. You can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. So there's a
1: reason. The staff wanted a one year stopgap. Yep. It's just that is why you want a one year stopgap. You bring in Mertz, whether you like it or not, guys, I understand there's a lot of frustration in that take, but you get Rashada in there, maybe in a scripted series here, there, you know, and uh, hopefully we have some blowouts and he can play some fourth quarters, which would be ideal. You know, that's what you want to see. But don't look – I wouldn't expect him to take a red shirt next year because they're going to want to get him some reps. But at the same point, if that kid comes in and starts day one, it's going to be a bad season, (laughs) and that's just what it is. So, Yeah,
0: because he made a big – he made a big jump from his junior season to his senior season. Which is uh, what
1: you want to see. Completion percentage went up. All the the measurables and metrics you want to see went up
0: but he's still still raw.
1: Yeah, he's very raw. So you get him in here, you work with him, you get him comfortable with the offense. And like I said, series here, series there, fourth quarter blowout, hopefully, fingers crossed. And then year two, it's his team. That's that's how it should work. And then you have Lagway behind him doing the same thing. So Billy's got a plan, man. And I mean, everybody doesn't want to see it that way. And I understand it. You want immediate results. You want to see, especially in a year where you see TCU doing what they just did, I get it. But those are two different sides of the coin, and we'll deep dive that at a different time. Another prospect that we want to jump to next, and probably very surprising to the members of this show, (laughs) Will Norman was an absolute beast down in Orlando this week. I mean, and if you just look at him, He's an absolute man child. You know, I, I hadn't seen him. He's tatted up from, from, you know, wrist to to the top of his neck. I mean, he looks like he's ready to just get to work. And he got to work this week. So, pleasant, pleasant surprise there, wouldn't you say, Mike?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm gladly eating crow. You know, I I he was the one to tackle. i like, oh, if he had to go, okay, see ya. Just because I didn't like how he handled his commitment and normally – when you have a, any hint of a diva type of attitude in the, um and uh, d- at that position defensive tackle, you're you're not gonna pan out. Um, but no, he's um luckily was on the he he just killed it. The bottom line, one word described was dominant. Um, if it, it was team drills, if it was one on one he was an like animal all over the place. He's tenacious, and uh, I definitely think he can work his way. Um, on the field. We're talking even potentially day one. Um given the, guy. Yeah, no, uh given the lack of proven depth at the um three tech. Um so um I am def, definitely excited to see what he can do moving forward. You talked
1: about him, you know, the 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 rumors of the diva attitude and things like that. Well let me tell you what really impresses me deep diving into his performance this week. This is a kid that transferred back up north, obviously, and only got to play five games this year. But it's very evident in how he looks physically and how he performed this week. He didn't use – he didn't waste that downtime. He didn't take that time that he was – well, I'm not playing this week, so I'm just going to sit home, watch TV, eat a bag of chips, do whatever – he was working on his craft. So that shows he's got the mindset that that he needs, that he's he's serious about playing ball next year.
0: So I'm actually glad you brought that up. And I, that's something I didn't, an aspect I didn't even think about, because if you think, um, want to take another step back, um, you know, he's in Jersey his sophomore year. Um, he goes down to, you know, IMG to get noticed. You know, obviously it's not, Bright lights on, you know, Camden, New Jersey. Goes IMG, get gets noticed, does his thing. Senior season, goes back home. You know, at that point, you know, you're not at a at a facility that rivals some NFLs. Um, yeah. Facilities. So um,
1: where you're gonna get where you're gonna be put on a program day in day
0: out. Absolutely. So he could have once you said like you said, let alone you know not playing every um, every week. He could have definitely just. You know, got into mama's home cooking. <laughs> and he can and he's a professional. He he treated it like a, you know, it's a business trip. So that's once again, that shows the maturity level and why he potentially could play himself into a day one um a day one rotation.
1: Absolutely. A lot of things you like to see there. Don't all you don't always see some of that stuff in in the clips. Glad to be way.
0: wrong. Glad to be wrong.
1: Absolutely. I know a lot of people eating crow on that one. We're talking to you, Steven Rodriguez. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's jump on to arguably one of the best performers the Gators had in Orlando, Jakeen Jackson. (sighs) And boy, you talk about an evaluation. Me and you talked about it before the show. And a lot of people are asking right now because we missed on five-star and We missed on Rick's is the word out there. Is Corey Raymond washed? Well, sir, Shaquem Jackson was arguably the best cornerback in Orlando this weekend. Probably looks for the biggest rise in rankings out of any Gator commit that we have right now. Could easily possibly be a top 50 prospect before it's all said and done. I mean, wh- what can you say? We It was said earlier in uh, – it's been many weeks ago, our buddy Connor saw him play against Cormani. And the words Connor used at that time was, Jakeem Jackson is him. And everything that we heard from then on was that Jakeem was the man, that Jakeem was vastly underrated and played lockdown on whoever he covered. And, Everything we saw and heard this weekend just backed every bit of that up. So I don't think Corey Raymond's quite washed yet, huh, Mike?
0: No, he's, he's a chance to jump literally 200 spots. Um, you know, if it's not going to be top 50, it'll be top 75. He started, I think when we got him, he was right around 247. So, um, yeah, I think he's definitely going to jump to DeJean in the rankings. And he. Out of that Osceola three, I definitely think he's going to jump uh, Walker. And so you know what, once some a lot of people thought was just a throw in initially could be the jewel of that um that 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 trio. So you yeah, that's that's, of that Osceola trio. So that's that's definitely saying something. And yeah. we kept we kept seeing throughout that yeah. this was cool. That was this was Raymond's baby. Like this, you know, this was his pet pet project. And he just kept rising and rising and rising. So we gotta give hats off to the staff on that eval and also um hanging on to him as well.
1: Yeah, and before we we, we move on to the next guy, I mean, we're still, while we're sitting here talking about Raymond's evaluations. Sharif Denson and and Dejon Johnson didn't showed out as well down there. I mean, so they got high praise too. They were they were often in the others that did well. Comment if you'd see on two four seven when they do their daily practice wrap wrap ups. You know others that shine the next five or next few out because they usually do like a top ten of the day or something like that. And and Denson especially was there quite a few times. Uh, prospect out of Jacksonville, so I know it hurts not getting some of those five star guys, and we can obviously say that we need five-star prospects in this class. But Corey Raymond can still evaluate with any any DB coach in this country. So (laughs) don't get it twisted. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Now, if Jakeem Jackson was 1A or 1B, then the guy right there with him arguably would be Kelby Collins on the week. If you didn't watch the game, Kelby Collins was named the MVP of Team Speed in Orlando. Had multiple sacks in the game. Just an animal. And let's just not look past this. Mike said it many times. Nicholas Saban got stuffed in a locker for this kid.
0: Again, <laughs> and I've already scout. I'm already starting scouting. It's going to be a little bit more difficult, you know, with Hugh Freeze in the state. But I'm already scouting that state of Alabama and who I want next. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kelby Kelby's going to play next year. There's I almost see no way you can keep that kid off the field. He, he's he's he looks physically the part. He'll probably put on a little bit more weight of you know more muscle weight when he gets to campus. I mean, he's just that kind of prospect. I know he was ranked somewhere around thirty six on the two four seven rankings, not the composite, but their rankings. I have a feeling you're gonna see Kelby Collins shoot up a lot of rankings in the next few weeks as they come out.
0: Yeah, in worst case, he's a gamer, as you know as it's as evident there. Um, but no, he definitely just did his thing and I, if I recall correctly, he obliterated the um the, his All Star Game in um, Alabama as well. So I he, did, um, and he
1: was, Yeah, absolutely.
0: No, and he's a leader, and he just. And we I described him previously in another show. He just he's a he's a football football player. Like and that's how proud I would to be a Gator. Yeah, no, I'm
1: proud to be a Gator
0: leader of the class. So um, this is once again we're going over these players, and you know, and as you alluded to her, you know, you're not, you're not having the, the Ricks or, you know, Samson's, which, which, which you know, freaking sucks. But and it goes back to that silver lining I was talking to, but that class average and, you know, at, at the worst case scenario, you're looking at a freaking beautiful foundation of what can be. And, you know, and this look at who we're getting, we're talking about, we, um, Stacey Gage, you know, lag, potentially lag way already in the fold. So, you know, it's, it the future is bright.
1: Absolutely this this staff evaluates fantastically. Uh, so I, it's just becoming more and more evident by what you see as people see these kids that we've taken in person. You know, it before it's it's very hit or miss because some kids might not camp, or some guys might not be able to get to some high school games where these kids play. Maybe it's just out of the way. It's just not easy to get to, to watch some of these kids play. But the more people see them in these kind of surroundings, they're like, Oh my God, this kid is insanely developed. He's looks great. He, he's got the tools that you're looking for, but you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the staff is on their game with these evaluations. You've seen very few guys that be like, well, he's not everything he was, he was hyped up to be. I I can't name one person that's been said that about as far as Gator commits go. One more guy we want to talk about before we we move on. Roderick Kearney. He was on the other team. uh, I know it's Team Speed and I can't remember. Team Phantom, I believe it is. He was in Team Phantom. Arguably one of the best run-blocking interior offensive linemen at the Under Armour uh, setting this week, which is – Absolutely what you want to hear, given Billy Napier's scheme. Mike, is this a kid that might be playing next year?
0: Uh, depending what occurs in the uh, transfer portal, it's definitely a possibility. Um, I hate to rely on interior offense linemen. I know he needs to work on his, his pass pro. Perfect world uh we we pull an interior offensive lineman in we move richie in my dream world better yet we move richie leonard to center uh, (laughs) downtown downtown county alum we go to richie um uh, roger kearney proves to be worthy we get make like a hypothetical like the um baylor transfer over a guard and we get another um, transfer over at tackle, and that point you you know you have a little bit more depth there. So and uh, your interior is just you know good to go. But again, that's a perfect world. Um, if he's if he can be a legitimate back, a reliable backup, I'll take it.
1: Yeah, and get some reps. Be yeah, ready. If worst case scenario, be ready to go year two. That's what you want to see, man. You want to yep. see it. Get coached once again by the same same coaches that coached up Osiris. You know, see what he's got. Guys, before we move on, talk about some portal activity, we want to also mention Trey Webb and Cameron James will be playing in the Army All-American game this weekend. If y'all want to check that out, please make sure you do that. Support our kids down there. And as we already, already mentioned, Caden Jones will be playing in that and making his announcement in that game. Be very interested to see how Trey Webb does in that. You know, obviously he's a kid that has slipped in the rankings for unknown reasons, other than he was injured last year. Kid put on a phenomenal season, over a thousand yards rushing, over twenty touchdowns, and has continued to fall in the rankings. One of life's biggest mysteries. And uh, Cameron James, who on three has ranked in the top forty prospects, but he's probably top 250 in on every other site. So hopefully Cameron puts on a big show out there and we, and shows why he was wanted by Kirby smart in the university of Georgia. So guys, with that being said, we're going to jump into a little portal talk portal mania, man, brought to you by prospects, our sponsor prospects. Of course, we're partnering with prospects. Prize prospects Prize is your daily fantasy made easy. Pull together two to five players Take the over or the under on their stat line. Pile up the money, man. It's as easy as that. Make sure you go out there, sign up for Prize Picks, and if you do, use code Respect One Hundred, and Prize Picks will match your first donation up to one hundred dollars, man. Go make some money. Last week of the NFL season. All right, Mike. We're gonna jump into it, baby. It's been a good week in the portal, and Mike is a happy man. We. Have a nose tackle. Nose tackle. Cameron Jackson from Memphis. Actually, home state Louisiana. But played at the University of Memphis. Has committed to the Florida Gators. And you talk about a nose tackle. 6'6, six, six, 340 pounds. <laughs> Number 18 prospect on the own three transfer portal rankings and a redshirt sophomore with two years remaining. Mike, how are you feeling today?
0: I didn't think this day would come. <laughs> um, we did it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, in the words of, uh, in the words of Rocky, Adrian, we did it. Uh, it's, uh, it's chaos was saying that. Uh, who? I don't know. He got a
1: nose. I mean, I don't know. Can
0: you? I <laughs> mean, does
1: one nose not make a chaos?
0: <laughs> Man's name is Spencer. He lose John Walker to UCF, but that's time to hear another. I'm gonna stay in a good mood. No, this is absolutely. Um, this is this is tremendous. Um, what this is gonna to do to our to the um RD line? It allows others such as McCle- McClellan to go to their natural uh, positions, you know, just to, uh, you know, some of his stats here, you know, 41 ta- tackles last year, you know, two and a half for loss and a sack, 76.4 grade against the run, 577 snaps with uh, 20 pressures. So you can tell, you know, he his stamina is up there as well. So between him with Watson and also potentially depending on the package, uh, working alongside Watson in like a jumbo package as well, so you know it's um not the oh he also has two years to, uh, two years of eligibility. Um, I said that. Oh, you did. My apologies. Did. But no, there's also a <laughs> late push by another team down south that um I'm not gonna lie made my heart skip a little beat skip a beat. But when, that goes to you know once again we. They don't beat us forever, every kid. Um, we Say definitely- it louder.
1: Say it <laughs> louder. Because the day of his commitment, word on the street was he was going to Miami. Miami came in, dropped the bag. It was done. Florida and, Florida and Florida's boosters said, no, not again. We ain't having it. So kudos <laughs> to all involved in that situation we we've said it and now this isn't exactly the situation we're talking about about needing to let our nuts hang and 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 quit but it's a start and it's for the probably the biggest need we had arguably right
0: uh i'd say honestly i would say yeah no yeah i would say was the biggest no arguably yeah, arguably Biggest is a overall. good choice of words. <laughs> Pardon? Biggest is a good choice of words. Yeah, no, it's it, what it. It just does is it gives you flexibility because you you can't go once again and have McClellan at a position playing being your backup nose, and because we're just too pro- unproven across the defensive line as it is, and. And which we'll talk about in a little bit, but no, it's um, it's just once again, not no, no puns intended, but it, it's just it's massive, you know. It it's gonna get it's gonna allow Watson to be better because it you know gives him some more um more break you know during the game. So I think um, him and Jackson are just gonna be you know games like Kentucky, LSU are just gonna run the ball a lot, you know, really, you you know. We have some young, some unproven—honestly, unproven—but some, yeah, like Shamar James. Help, help us out with them.
1: Yeah, I mean, make no mistake about it, man. I mean, I can't say it enough. This is a huge get. All puns aside, this is this is an absolutely big time get for our team next year, and hopefully the year after. I mean, hopefully the kid is here two years. He has two years' of eligibility. Hopefully he, we we keep him here for two years because I you know we're hoping 2024 is a much better season as a whole. So you mentioned it; it gives us legitimate depth across the defensive line. This is probably a much better legitimate defensive line than I would than we had last year,
0: correct? Hands down, I mean, I think Gervin Dexter played 195 snaps the first game. So um, it's, uh, you know, just to go over, you know, some of the, you know, the depth chart here, Potent- potentially, you know, what are you looking at? And correct me if I'm wrong at any point, you want to chime in, Hirsch? got yeah. what, strong side defensive end. You got Princely, uh three-tech uh, starting, McC- going to be McClellan. Uh, and a nose tackle, I would just say, you know, start – Put him at uh, Cameron Jackson. And is going to be um, Antoine Powell. With you know on a, on a, and I, keep in mind, I am not including any true freshmen here. Uh, backup strong side defensive end Boone um, uh, slash Sapp, uh Backup defensive tackle going to be I'll pick one A one B one c I'm um, going to be Caleb Banks sap if they want to try him there again, and also Jamari Lyons nose tackle Watson. Um, and, and just by default going to be Jack Pyburn. So, you know, with the exception of Pyburn in some unproven pieces at three tech, but keep in mind Norman could uh, easily work his way in there. I'm extremely uh, happy with, you know, our um, defensive line.
1: Yeah. Look, you, you said freshman not included, and we already have spoken at depth that we have a massive – Defensive line class coming in. You've got Collins. You've got T.J. Cersei for the edge that we haven't even spoken about. Cameron James. You know uh, Norman. I mean, this is a lot of names to add to this. So, and I wouldn't be surprised maybe if they went out there and tried to find a depth piece on that Jack linebacker as well. But I also don't know what you've seen out of out of Pyburn in practices and whatnot for to encourage if he's ready for the position
0: uh he, he's a program guy to me like he's that type maybe like a brian cox jr who yeah. you know like brian cox jr had a great a very solid uh final season with us and played in nfl for a couple of years yeah,
1: got himself an nfl contract because of it
0: yeah so i mean you know he, he's a hell you know special teams um little he's a little cult little folk hero so if you get a like a nice uh depth piece of back you know and who's we'll to say maybe a princely can't slide there every now and then as a worst case scenario, but uh, you have to get a, a, a bet, a veteran there. Like, you know, like a, we pulled in from a linebacker.
1: Well, like you said, now there's a lot of options in this defensive line now that there was not before. Ah, except that, that three technique is, is a, you know, you've, like you said, we got McClellan, we brought in banks, Seth played there last year. Which most people thought he was out of position in that in that spot. Where does he go? Does he push Princely for a starting spot? I mean, you don't know. I mean, it's just it I wouldn't say that Princely's got it locked down based on how he performed last year. I just think he was the best guy that they had last year. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting to watch. And it could be one of those things, and and you know, we always hate talking about this, but there might actually, after spring practice, be some attrition there. One of these guys, Boone or Sapp, might decide, look, I'm not I'm not where I want to be on this depth chart and, and head on out. And that's the nature of the beast that we're in right now. So it'll be something to watch in spring practice for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping Sapp's uh, family ties will keep him in town. So.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Styman and, and then some. But that wasn't the only – Transfer commitment we got this week, man. I mean, we shored up the linebacking room as well. Of course, Ohio State lost that heartbreaker to Georgia at midnight.
0: <laughs> I was actually facetiming. Um, I called my dad. I facetimed him. Like, I was like, "Dad, put on the you watching the game." He goes, yeah. I literally facetimed him. I, was like, I saw the kick. I hung up. <laughs> Can't I hang her.
1: up on the old man. I was I was at a
0: club somewhere. <laughs>
1: But just a couple of days ago after Ohio State's loss, uh, he was already in the portal, but was playing his last game at Ohio State. Respect for that. Redshirt senior trejada Mitchell, linebacker, committed to Florida. And he will be an early enrollee.
0: Which is He's big gonna, by the way. What's that? Which is big, by the way.
1: Absolutely. That's Gets in, learns communication. The ball, learns communication. The game.
0: Communication.
1: Worst case scenario, kid's a great depth piece. I mean, this is a guy that was a top 50 prospect coming out of high school. He's had some injuries, you know, and, and whatnot that have taken him down a, a bit. But when in the game, he's he's been fairly productive. So this will be a guy that comes in and pushes Derek Wingo like, you know, hey, this position isn't yours yet, son. You're going to have to keep working, and that's probably a good thing.
0: Absolutely. When you have a guy, you know, coming from experience, you know, you have a guy who you know, like, listen, you know, it's I can't just BS a practice. Like, it's going to make you better. You know, iron iron sharpens iron.
1: And it it very well, you know, wingos could have the mindset, well, I served my time. I played behind Ventrell, and now the time is mine. Well, guess what? No, you're going to have to work. And I applaud the staff for doing that because that shows that they're not just comfortable with what's what's here at certain positions. They're going to push these guys.
0: Yeah, I see, him at, I see Mitchell as a great value um, uh, Ventrell.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good I'm,
0: comparison. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, he can be a leader. A guy that's been on not championship teams, obviously, but, <laughs> you know, he's been on playoff teams. He's been on a winning team for damn sure. I think it's a good presence to have in your locker room.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So,
1: so I see nothing negative about this take whatsoever. I think it's a good take. A, a, once again, we've used this term already, stopgap player. So
0: keep we'll bad. see, man. Yeah, we had and yeah, we lost the second most players in the country. I want to say yes, behind A and M. That's how, So like you have, we literally have to get these players. <laughs> so uh, not every player is going to start. Um, and some players are okay with coming in as a depth piece as well. Just you know, once again, played a big time program. As you know, instead of going to maybe like a you know, to do what like Lingard did. So we need to replace these these players. So you're like, okay, well he's not even going to play. What's the point? Well, what if Wingo gets hurt? What if he doesn't work out? Like you need somebody.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like I said, there's there's no downside about this tape right now. So, um, speaking of players of ours, you know, we're talking about we have we lost second most players. One of the guys we lost and recently, and we talked about him last week on the show that maybe it was a not a done deal but now it is a done deal. Uh offensive tackle Michael Tarquin announced earlier this week he was officially transferring to USC. I mean that's a that's a that just shows that Michael Tarquin wasn't a bad player whatsoever. He went to a legitimate team a team that's probably going to be Obviously, top 10 next year with the returning Heisman Trophy will probably be top five, I would probably guess, in that conference next year. Man, it, it turns out to be a bigger loss now than even we probably thought. So what what now, Mike? What do we do now in offensive tackle?
0: Cry a little inside. Um I had I thought I had some my tackles for next season, but guess He's not. Your favorite, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, Team my boy, Barber. My boy's <laughs> gonna get a brick. Um, but no. So you know, got it's got to pivot. Uh, pick up a transfer, like we were talking about before. You know, John Campbell is actually uh, um, scheduled to come in. Per Blake Alderman of 24/7, is coming in uh, January this weekend, the fifth and sixth. Um, at Miami, he went on to play uh, in 34 games with 18 starts, 16 at left tackle, one at right tackle, one at left guard. And this past season, Hurricane start 12 games in a bounce back effort after missing the uh, 2021 season with a knee injury. So, a little worrisome that he's already um, had an injury, but that, you know, a knee injury, I'm not anywhere in the trenches. It's, it's normal. It's going to
1: happen. That's why yeah, you always see him with two knee braces. On. Absolutely,
0: even if they never had a knee injury. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, if you know, talk, you know, talking to some some Miami uh, Hurricane uh, friends, he's lacking in the run, solid, solid in the pass, pass pro, lacking in the run game. Uh, however, the one. I'm trying to be optimistic that, you know, the zone scheme will be more beneficial to him. That's so, kind
1: of uh, what I was going to ask you. Yeah,
0: is. I don't – I haven't seen enough tape. Um, so, once again, you know, I – I especially given we're, how much we're going to run the ball next season, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Billy has faith in him that he can get, get that squared away.
1: Yeah. So uh, he's, a he's a better
0: presence out there.
1: Campbell dropped the top four a couple right after this announced this this visit was announced, and we obviously were in the top four. Tennessee was in there, FSU was in there. I cannot off the top of my head remember the fourth team, but they were also a pretty good team. I mean, it was it was four solid teams. So the if he's being legit with what he's saying, he's not just blowing smoke for attention. Uh, I mean that's a f- solid group of f- teams after the kid so that that tells you that he's not you know obviously there's an injury concern I've heard like I've heard some of the things you heard that he's not that great could be a no. scheme I mean not a whole lot is great down there
0: so yeah no, I, <laughs> no, they, and and one thing down there um they don't develop old linemen really that well. I mean, they may be Zion, but, like, overall, they don't, they're not the best at developing offensive linemen. So, you know, bringing them in, like I said, they, this is something – this is a guy they identified. So, you know, and if they – um, if they – after the visit, if they truly want them, don't let them leave. That's another thing.
1: Yeah, because and, – and that was what I was going to say. I mean, are we in a concerned spot now with our offensive tackles?
0: I mean, there's not a bunch of them out there, uh, like, you know.
1: <laughs> no, I know one, now that you mentioned that, one kid that we were rumored to be going after was an uh, offensive tackle out of Stanford. But apparently he's gone ahead and said he's not going to be making a visit this way, so he's off the board. So that's just one less kid. So, like you said, if he comes to town, Get done. Both, par- both parties are, are liking what they're hearing and seeing and everything, close the deal. Send out that note. Don't let him go take another visit, especially to the clown school. Um, You know, they're picking people off left and right in the portal because, you know, apparently that's all. They they had a big salary cap this year or something. Uh, Another prospect that was rumored to be taking a visit this way was Arizona State safety DJ Taylor was more of a return man. He also played safety out there. He could play safety and nickel. He had lost his starting spot during the season, but he was an elite return man. But as of today, it sounds like it might be uh Cincinnati or um, I forgot the other school that he was looking at, but it's probably not gonna be Florida as of today. I don't believe we're in a position where we can take just a return man. I don't think we have that kind of, you know. You say you lost 22, 23 players, and that sounds like you've got tons of spots to fill. But when in reality, because of the COVID year and all of that rolling in, you don't have as many as you think you do. There's only about, as of today, nine to ten spots completely available. So you have to be picking and choosing. One of those spots I wanted to talk about is is running back. Like we've said, man, we need it, we need a third, we need another running back, too. I mean, and and receivers. And we're gonna talk a little bit more about that in some questions that were sent in to us in our pod and the people section. But it should be a it should be an interesting couple of weeks. I think you're really about to see us heat up in the portal. Last game of the season's about to get played, and everybody you saw some more kids enter the portal today, even. Linebacker at LSU, a couple other, guys, you know,
0: receivers. From Orlando.
1: Yes. So the talk all along had been, as these teams finished up their bowl games, more and more kids were going to enter the portal. Don't be upset at the staff for not rushing out and taking the first names that dropped their names out in the portal. You know, we, we saw this situation unfold with Jackson – uh, Shout-out, Edgar, for trying to blow the announcement and everything. But through back channels, whether people want to admit it or not, tampering's going on. The staff is making contact with players, and they know if a kid's got interest in entering the portal or not. So just pump the brakes just a little bit on the staff's not doing anything and the staff doesn't have a plan because I think I think the plan is a lot more developed than we give it credit for.
0: And to piggyback off what you're saying about essentially uh, just because you don't hear it, anything doesn't mean anything's happening. It's like not a lot of, most people didn't hear about or w- weren't aware that, you know, people were com- going after uh, tar- Tarquin and uh, Barber. No. So it's just like. And it's happening. It's happening. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's happening.
1: Happening. It was happening with Tarquin, Barber, and even worse, Trevor and Shamar.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, it, and we, we spoke about some of that last week as well, yeah. but just once again, Oh, why aren't we doing this? Why aren't you doing that? We are. It's, and it's probably good news that we're not, you know, it's, but it's not out there. That's because you can't read it in an article. Relax. Yeah. Just because
1: you can't touch it. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist.
0: Yeah, just relax. Like I
1: said, we'll, we'll watch this next week or so. I think we'll see a few more moves come to light and at least here's some visits announced. While we're before we move on from talking about the portal, of course we got to talk about some more news this week. Not portal act, excuse me. We we need to talk about some team items. Mainly, starting safety Rashad Torrance declared for the NFL draft. Some people not so upset about that. I think it's a loss. I don't think you can spin it. It's just—it's another starting safety. So now you're essentially replacing both your starting safeties and your star.
0: <laughs> what do you think, Mike? Um, it's—he's uh, a serviceable player. That's one. Everyone's quick to like a, um, you know when you know how uh, the nickel helped me out here. Uh, Johnson. Yeah, when Johnson left. Oh, it, it, thank God. But it's not like they're like awful. It, like, just be, like, you can be a serviceable player and be good for depth, okay? So, you know, losing all these players, it's, it's like just because you didn't like them during the season, like, it's good for a freshman to have someone to compete against. So, and just and not just throw them in. And particular- learn from, whether you think they're good and or not. No, absolutely. And it's also, you got to keep in mind, locker room presence is so important.
1: Yeah, we're so, hoping for leaders next year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yes, so <laughs> that's that's going to help me out going into the next point. Torrance wasn't the best locker room presence from one I'm here. So, or, or is it? Spend a little too much time with the other safety? Or just personal, <laughs> I'm going to say personal campus. Uh, I believe it of that. But the bottom line, so we have a whole new um uh, safe, whole new DB room coming in. So depending on how bad, you know, how we how bad he was inside of the you know the locker room, you have to weigh the you have to weigh that as well. Definitely wasn't the best safety, but he definitely was a a, a plus if compared or a minus. And this
1: is and this has a snowball effect that people don't think of. There had been talks about moving Kamari.
0: I'm linebacker, yeah, you can't have that. You it, can't do it now. That's done. So uh, I mean, <laughs> it's also, I, I'm, 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 i You can't fully die evaluate until you see who you bring in. exactly bring in. So you know, right now, I'm okay with it because I know for locker room's sake, you know, he wasn't the best, but he, but like you said, it, right now it is a loss. You can't. I don't care what how you felt about the player, um, but he wasn't bad. Period. And he had, and yes, he does have a chance to go day three in a draft. So if you get drafted, you're not awful. Look at Mark no.
1: And and that takes us to the next guy. Uh Ricky Persall tweeted out this week that he had gotten an invite to the combine. There's a lot of discussion still going on about Ricky coming back next year. Um but he's only got a tight window now. He's, you know, we're in the end game now. As Doctor Strange like to put it, you know, it, decisions are going to have to be made and made soon. I know that uh, folks at the collective and whatnot were all trying to talk to Ricky and see what it would take to get Ricky to stay. We can't afford. I don't, man. Whew, I dread to think if we lose Ricky next year. Any take on that? I I mean, aside from the obvious,
0: (laughs) I think he's gone. Um, If I'm, I do
1: think it was awfully odd to tweet out that you got that invite. That to me is very telling.
0: I mean, the problem is, what can hypothetically he has a better season? How much more can he increase his draft stock? Max two rounds.
1: And that's and that goes. That's, I haven't looked at the receiver board for the draft this year. To I can't really tell you. It's not that good. Yeah, it's not that good. That's exactly because that's why I haven't. looked Because usually you hear, you know, he's not going to go
0: first round. So he's going to go two to between two and four, depending how teams. How, depending on how his is is. Depending on how he does the combine,
1: and yeah, so, have to look at it. Ricky's—I don't see Rick, Ricky's not a guy I see working himself into a first-round grade next year, even if he comes back.
0: No chance. So I was going to say next year, what's he going to go between two and four? He got injured multiple times
1: this year, even though they weren't bad injuries, still injuries.
0: So hopefully, we can you know uh, we can figure out a way to give you know incentivize him to come back one more year. Because you know, we
1: but that goes back to the Torrance argument. He's a starter, he'll be a leader in that offensive lock, huddle and locker room.
0: You can't keep losing kids at, at a certain point. You gotta, like, you gotta, punch. but is this
1: as you as you brought up a second ago? Maybe Torrance isn't a good locker room guy, maybe Ricky is. Is this, a, I mean, is this where you prioritize it and say, Look, we is this where Billy goes to the people that need to be talked to and said. Do what it takes. You got a bunch of young receivers. Keep this kid here. Do what it takes. I need this kid next year.
0: We got a bunch of young receivers. You got a bunch of young receivers. uh, I think Mizell and Wilson in that, you know. and Pardon? And Gene. I think Gene plays before Mizell. No, I said those two more in that mold. I got you. I got you. yeah. um, Yeah they need to get it done, bring some I definitely think this,
1: this is one of those situations where the head man has to go to the people that get things done and saying look, I know I need this guy next year. Yeah. This guy is an integral part of what I'm trying to build and I need him to get from this year to next year so that the offense won't look <laughs> I mean obviously we know we got the running backs but receiver is a huge question mark from one side to the other next year.
0: And we're not going to need a lot of them, but like you just don't, once again, you do not want to depend on true freshmen. Now, I mean, and Ricky's your and best, best,
1: run. Rick is your best route runner. It ain't even a close, you know, it's not even a close one too. He's your best route runner. You can do so many things with him. I, I you, Like you said, we got to get it done.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, guys. Well, you know, usually this would be Wes's uh, segment, but since Wes isn't here tonight, I'm going to take the reins on this, and it's part of the people time, and before we get to y'all's questions y'all sent in, we want to go ahead and say that start, we're going to try to start this next week, where part of the people is going to be a second exclusive video that we try to do for our YouTube subscribers. Y'all send in your questions. We will try to do 10, 15, however long it takes to answer the questions we get. Maybe maybe 20 minutes if it takes that long. We try to answer y'all's questions and post a whole separate video for y'all to watch and, and hear the answers to your questions. So keep that in mind, guys, as you send in these questions. And as I've said before, guys, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, now's a perfect time. Go ahead and jump on. So when we drop these videos, you know, you, you might... Here's something that you wanted to hear or you asked a question and you want to hear the answer to. So that being said, pot of the people, jump right in. Our first question tonight, excuse me, comes from Jared White. And Jared's question is, I really don't want to bring in transfers with more than one year of eligibility. Really want some of these young guys to get some playing time to develop. Do you guys agree with me?
0: Mike, that's a good question for you. It's so a great. It's yeah, a. That's actually a phenomenal question. It, it depends. Um, there's certain. It depends on your. You have to look at the scholarship breakdown. I mean, to, to answer that question. Um, but like, let's use uh, Edge. So you have Pal or Pal Ryland. I think the full name is. Um, right. Like, he, I'm to say, what is he? A, a junior? To be a, a, a junior? Who's that? Yeah. Richard Powell? Yeah, it to be Richard Jr. Richard. Yeah, but wait, right. Sophomore. But the bottom line is you just need a a, a guy there, um a, a nice veteran backup. Um you're not if you a young guy isn't gonna want to sit.
1: Okay? No, that's not what they're transferring.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a young guy isn't gonna want to get get a sit. A, a lot of time if you can bring a veteran in, they know who they are. Um, they just want to be, you know, once again, especially the defensive line. Uh, defensive line position, you know, they can, uh, you know, get, get run. Now it's uh, certainly, uh, once again, quarterback, we just, that, that's a stopgap, you know, it's uh, you, if you're not going to get a guy who's going to get two years eligibility, the team doesn't want that. Let alone, um, I don't think any, any fan would as well, given our current situation. Now there are certain positions or our, our roster calls for, uh, like, the defensive, defensive um, like Cameron Jackson. i absolutely want him for two, three years, okay? Now, same with a corner. Um, but just overall, it's just – or better yet, safety. But overall, it's just going to depend on your depth chart. It's going to depend on your scholarship breakdown. If you have a huge gap, like you have no corner, hypothetically, yeah, you want a corner who compl- has three years of eligibility, um, offensive lineman if I could get an offensive tackle the one from Rhode Island hypothetically I would have gladly taken him because we don't have an offensive tackle so it just comes down to your scholarship breakdown and your depth chart and your need
1: yeah I think Mitchell was the perfect example of what you were saying about a one-year guy that's a veteran that knows you know he's just trying to get some run you know Versus versus Jackson being an absolute need a day one plug in and play starter. It just, it it always depends on the need and the position, but I I do like getting the stop gaps in this particular build that Billy has, has his young guy, his, he recruits his young guys. They come in, sit, you know, get a year where they get maybe some situational playing time, but learn the system.
0: And and also at the same time, let's just use uh, FSU. FSU's model, they can't. They know they cannot recruit high school here. Yes. Yes. They know. They know this. Okay, fine. So they're 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 mo. I'm gonna go the transfer portal route. Whatever. It's it, it's what they want to do. I think it's stupid. So with that being it's said, it's not a sustainable model. No, it's it's ignorant. But not not it's what it's whatever. They they got their little t- 10-1s. All All right. So with that being said, it, what if, I don't think it looks like Billy once again doesn't want to build um, that way. So you're gonna need stopgap guys in order to, so he can get his high school guys ready to go. So you don't force them in. No one, uh, let's just say Norman's ready to go. Um, let's just say Kelby Collins can slowly work into the system. Cameron James is not gonna be ready this year. Seriously, maybe. But a lot of these guys aren't going to be ready this year. No matter how, you can't just press the young button because a lot of these guys aren't going to be mature enough. Wingo wasn't mature enough his first season.
1: You'll ruin these kids if you force them. And, and, you know, we talked about that earlier in the season with Kamari and some of the other guys.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you want to make them earn it. Or at the same time, if you don't make them earn it, you're going to create a sense of entitlement across the program. Which we just had. Exactly. (laughs) So if you can't be like, if you can't bench them because you don't literally don't have a body, they're going to do whatever they want. Yep. Like, oh, what, okay, what do you do? Not play me? Oh, wait, you have to. And yes, that does. I've seen it happen and been a part of it. So
1: great, correct, great question, Jared. Thank you for sending that. It really was. Next question comes from Christian Bowles. And Christian, I'm going to cut your question kind of off a little bit with just the first part because I feel like we answered the second part of your Question at the end of the show with how Billy handled the portal so far. Christian asked, "How do you guys feel about how Napier handled the transfer QB? I know Mertz may not have been the top choice, but it seems like Napier gathered info on Pratt, McCall, Hartman, and acted quickly, knowing he wasn't going to get any of those three. I think he
0: was the top choice. Do you? I mean, we, we or well- do you
1: think maybe?"
0: We brought we brought one guy in.
1: Well, do you think maybe that you found out Pratt said, I'm not trans- – f- they finally got a firm answer from Pratt, I'm not transferring. Okay. Okay. And then – well, I so get what you're top, saying. He's a top
0: – Rose was available. We went over no, this.
1: Well, McCall, and then they found out McCall's trans- his transcripts were written in crayon.
0: He's not going to be ready until fall. Uh, fall. <clears throat> you were talking saying?
1: about Leary. I think you're talking about Leary.
0: No, McCall's not going to be ready until fall. Larry, Larry's got a peck pec, pec injury. McCall can't get into fall. school. That's why he went back to. to, to I didn't know. He, I need mean, McCall to graduate be, be graduate and be as well. Sorry. Would it be yeah, available? McCall went back to Coastal because he couldn't get
1: into any other school. Correct. I need <laughs> to be available as a
0: grad transfer in the fall is what I meant.
1: And, and Hartman wasn't going to get cleared by UF. And and th- something people need to understand. And I know a lot of people are like, well, how can he get cleared somewhere else and UF won't clear him? People got to keep in mind, and shout out to CJ McCann. He brought up this up to me in a conversation we were having a couple weeks ago. UF is huge and has a hospital and has a huge medical presence and whatnot. And it's not going to look good if you bring in a prospect and he has a medical issue on the field. It's just not a good look. The same reason Keontae couldn't get cleared after what happened, but he went to Kansas State and got cleared. UF is not going to take medical chances on some kids that other schools will based on what goes on on their campus. It's just, I mean, it does it suck sometimes as a fan? Yeah. But then you watch something like what happened, you know, and prayers up that happened Monday night and, and UF is not going to take a chance on something like that. It's just the way it is. And we have to accept it because it's going to continue to be that way. I think Billy did. I think Billy, I mean, we know Mertz came in and visited pretty much right off the rip.
0: He was the first, once again, he targeted a player. He got him. That's what I meant. Like maybe Yeah, like- I got what you're saying. I, I
1: think we, we had just a little bit of a difference of what we were thinking right there, but yeah. I mean, they, they obviously knew they had interest in him from day one because he came. And and I'll say this. I mean, you know, people keep hating on the Mertz take, but the staff is enamored with how quick he was able to, to, to pick up stuff about the offense, the mind he had about things when he came. Give the guy a chance because you ain't got no option right now. <laughs> I mean, you either get behind him or you just – be miserable. That's that's your choices.
0: Yeah the the quarterback pool was a lot better. for quarterback was a lot better last season, but um, it's not it's not so great this cycle.
1: Well, it, I think people got a lot more hyped up about who it could be coming out of the gate when you know May was a potential guy out there. Uh, obviously a lot of people hyped Pratt and we saw him versus UCF in their championship game. And then you see him.
0: Pratt. Ah,
1: but I mean, there, you know, there's other guys out there like uh, the kid from Oklahoma state, Spencer, what's it? Spencer Sanders. Nobody's yeah. picking him up. A lot of these guys aren't getting picked up. Why is that? Everybody wants the other guy. It's just like the backup quarterback, you know, is the, is always the, the guy that everyone wants when the yeah. quarterback struggles but that doesn't mean he's the best guy. <laughs> Thanks so much, Christian, for that question. Charlie Sapp asks, what about running backs? We need one more. Charlie, you are right on the money with that. And as of right now, I don't know how we get another one without – this is a situation where it might have to be an older guy that just is, is willing to come in and be part of a – on the back end of a three-man rotation. Because I mean I, I'd rather sit web next year if possible but I'm not sure I'm not sure how you're gonna get a, a, a another a fourth running back in here right now.
0: I think you maybe gotta go yeah. uh when I'm here but I, I, I forgot where I saw it um maybe go FCS and bring him up like either like a, like a young FCS guy.
1: I know we were interested in the kid that from uh, North Carolina. A- a- uh, eight, a- B- a- eight. He went to Boston College, though, and I don't blame the kid. The kid had thirteen hundred yards rushing and like sixteen touchdowns last year. I wouldn't come here and be the third, you know, the third guy.
0: I think you need to be a young guy, personally. Do you? Mm. Okay. Personally, because you can sell it. Like, listen, you 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 can work your way into getting some touches, and then next year, you know. Working to get in that too deep if you can. Now, as opposed to we're, we'll try to get your five to ten touches. I think that's a far easier sell.
1: Yeah, I could, I could, I could see that. Justin Wood, who always sends us questions, thank you, Justin, for always sending us these. We appreciate it. Do you think Florida add any more receivers in the transfer portal? Uh-huh. And how many? Well, this is two parts, so that's his first one. Yes, you got to.
0: I I I want to.
1: I Bose announced he was going back to school this week. God almighty. I <laughs> so I don't know who you take, but I mean, once again, kids aren't done entering the portal. Uh, there might be some guys they take that we're like that we that we scratch our heads when we take them. Doesn't mean they can't work out, doesn't mean you know. Uh, do you work, reach back out to a DeSean Reynolds at this point and be like
0: hey he's a pit i thought no oh, that's
1: that's
0: Dude, he go i pit don't him. know did he? i
1: know. i know mcmillan did i might be off on that I, you might be i think you're right
0: no he i know people's looking at him
1: <sighs> but i mean it's just like i receiver is one of those positions where yes the, the guys come off the board pretty quick in the portal there but Do more come on, you know, do more start dropping in there here today, tomorrow, the day after? You definitely got to look, especially if you think there's any chance of losing Ricky, you've got to grab at least two. Uh, Part two of Justin's question. How many more portal players do you think we add? Justin, I really don't know the answer to that. I would say probably seven to eight minimal. I think you got to find a safety at this point. Two receivers, uh, a guard, a tackle, <laughs> possibly an edge, uh, uh, a jack linebacker, edge guy. I mean, there, there's a lot of needs. So we'll see what happens. It, it's not going to be a a quick a quick thing for sure. Jay Stubbins asked if Rashada has a good spring and it's. His, Good as the Vets quarterbacks, or albeit better, do you go into season and let him or the vets start? Well, we kind of already covered that, Jabe, before. I don't think there's any way you can let Rashada start the season no matter what he looks like in camp. Any argument to that, Mike? Oh,
0: I mean, people. He- I mean, if he balls out, he balls out. To be honest,
1: yeah. But I, mean, I mean, you got to ball. Out. No, that's I mean, a, I'm a, not a, saying it's out of the realm of possibility. It's happened before.
0: Let's just say if it's 51 49, Mertz, let Mertz do it. If it's a 60 40, I, I, for I say you let
1: Mertz. I say you let Mertz start that. till he proves you he
0: can't. That's my preference. That's what I want because I'm. I'm. We're not doing anything this season.
1: No, and and people need to wrap their head on that. I mean, it's just, you know. Next year needs to be an eight-win-or-better season to show progress.
0: Put him in a a crock pot.
1: Like I said, give him situational reps. I mean, you watched it, and and by no means is this Chris Leak and Tim Tebow. (laughs) By no means.
0: (laughs) Tim Tebow had a, a package.
1: Exactly, and I feel like you might see that for Rashada as well, depending on the game situation. Obviously, third quarter, you're playing Tennessee. It's 28-21. You're not probably rolling him out there. Yeah. But, you know, you know how that works. Part two of Jay Stubbin's questions. Do you think we make a run at the ex-FSU running back Ward? Uh, Jay, I'll be real quick with that. Ward left FSU because he wanted more carries. Um, And he he ain't getting that here.
0: (laughs) Once again, you're you're a pitcher guy, in my opinion, that uh, Naquan Naquan role uh, that he wound up being about five, actually not even five to ten, four four to seven carries touches because those other guys are getting getting 15.
1: That's going to be a hell – that is going to be one of Billy's hardest recruiting sales right there hey, I need a running back that comes in and you get five carries a game. <laughs>
0: Unless he's young. Unless he's young. If you I, will, I
1: get that. I get that. And you're say, hey, look, Montrell leaves
0: next year. You're number two. You got a guy, I would say, three years of eligibility. You can sell it, especially, um, yeah, three years of eligibility. Uh, if, if he has red shirted, okay, you're going to get wind up with two. He has a red shirt, you can put him in four, you know, maybe play him four games hypothetically. There's a lot of things you can do.
1: Why the coaches get paid big money, because you got to figure it out how to sell these kids. Like we talked about Stacy Gage earlier. You gotta sell Stacy G- Stacy Gage on hey, you come in and we pulled in this young guy, and then you're behind him and Webb and what you know. Obviously, Trevor will have at least one more year when that class gets here. <clears throat> it's it's not an easy sell. Yeah. But that's what you get paid the money for. So, Ryan Parker sends in the question, which current addition to the team, transfer or recruit, do you expect to have the biggest impact on the team? Or do you think there's a potential transfer that could have the most impact? Read that again. Which current addition to the team, either transfer or recruit, do you expect to have the biggest impact on the team? Or do you think there is a potential transfer still out there that could have a bigger impact?
0: I'd say, uh, I mean, I think you got to go with Mertz, my opinion.
1: I, I I think that's, that's probably low hanging fruit. I still call me crazy. I know I don't want to depend on freshmen. I still think Eugene Wilson has, as a big year next, I, as a freshman, as big as, I'm not saying he's going to have an Evan Stewart kind of year. Don't don't put me in that. But I do think he's going to play significant snaps and in, in, in get some yardage next year. I just really think he will, especially with our receiving core being what it is right now. <laughs> it may be essential for him, too. Now, I'm also not discounting Cameron Jackson as being a tremendous impact next year as well. i That kid, and he'll probably play more snaps than Watson. A, because I think he's going to start. I mean, you already covered that. This kid didn't come here to not start. (laughs) So, All right, one more question from our man Donut Burger on Twitter. Do you believe anyone earned a fifth star after the UA game? Also, what were your thoughts on Rashad? We already kind of covered that, so... Props to that, you know, Rashada had a great week, showed what we probably figured he would, looked great in the practice settings. Um, didn't quite get a great package call for him during the game. So I wasn't real pleased with that. That game was pretty boring from an all-star standpoint. But do we believe anyone earned a fifth star after the UA game? I could see possibly Kelby Collins sneaking in there. Um. I don't think Jackson will get that high uh, with Ricks, especially. I know Malik Muhammad that's committed to Texas also had a big big week out there, and you've got Ricks and Cormani's still probably going to stay ahead of him no matter what happens. So I would think if anybody got a fifth star out of this last weekend or last week, it would be Kelby.
0: I agree with you. It- to the fact that if i had to pick one it would be kelby problem is kelby's at uh, 60 60 and the composite i don't see him jumping essentially 30 spots um i could see him going top 50 it's
1: it's weird you know and it, then this goes back to an age old conversation like you see these kids take these meteoric jumps sometimes because of how they perform just in this setting, and it's uh, one that rem- that I distinctly remembered was Cam Newton. Cam Newton, when Urban first started recruiting him, was was a four star out of uh, College Park and wasn't highly recruited at that point in time. And then he did, you know, he played a season, and then he went to the to the you know. Practices And this kid shot all the way up to like 24th, I want to say, was his final ranking or something like that. It was crazy. But now you have more services and it kind of dilutes the the rankings because everybody wants to be different. (laughs) You look at Rashada on Rivals and he's like 158th or some nonsense and they've got quarterback committed to Cincinnati above him. And, you know, there's just too many ranking services now for some of these kids to make it if they weren't initially in that top 25 prospects to jump that high. But thanks for sending in the questions, guys. We appreciate it. Like I said, next week we're going to post that up a little earlier so we can get more questions, and then we're going to try to do that as its own individual little show to release on YouTube. So if you're not already subscribed to the YouTube channel, go on out there and grab it now. And we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Mike, you got anything before we get out of here?
0: Sign our Scott.
1: And sadly enough, as of 836 on January 4th, Bateman still has us. Sheesh. Guys, we appreciate y'all tuning in. We continue to love all the support we get, and we thank you so much. Make sure you go out there, download us wherever you get your podcast from. As I just mentioned, check out the YouTube channel, man. Go ahead and drop a subscribe on us and hit the notification bell. So you get a notification whenever we drop new videos. And if you'd like to support us as creators, check out our Patreon, respect As I've always said, each and every dollar we get goes back into this show and we appreciate you so much. So guys, thank you again. And until next week, go Gators.
0: Go Gators.